0: Father God, I surrender this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, let this word bear fruit in us a hundredfold. As we gather together to study your word, I pray that you make the depths of the knowledge of you known to us and clear to us. I pray for protection. I pray for your spirit to move among us. Yes, Lord, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Let's cast our burdens unto you. whatever is troubling us whatever is of this world he laid outside as Moses laid outside his slippers that which made contact with the world we come to you just as we are in your presence into the holies of holies. Holy of holies. And with boldness because we can. By the blood of the Lamb, that is Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord for everything that you're doing in our lives. Things that we see and the things that we know that you are working behind the scenes. By faith, we acknowledge you are Father and our Creator working for us. And we thank you, Lord, for the power and the authority that you've given to
1: us by word.
0: Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings. We thank you for reconciling us, for empowering us, and for calling us from out of the darkness into marvelous light. We give you glory and we give you praise. Jesus' name, amen. We are studying about the types of Christ from the book of Leviticus. And this is part of the promise of God. And this is part of the plan of God. And when we do this, we must be firmly rooted in the fact that we are in the new covenant And that Jesus Christ has died on the cross and that on the third day he is risen and that he is coming again soon. What this means for us is that while the law condemns Jesus gives us grace. In Leviticus the book that we are studying in 20 verse 10 it says the man who commits adultery with another man's wife he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife the adulterer and the adulterers shall surely be put to death this is what the law dictates and commands us to do but when Jesus came things changed depending on the law and what it said some Pharisees caught that woman who was in adultery and brought her alone to Jesus not the man just the woman and if you read the bible it says it they threw her at his feet and said do what the Lord com- law commands you to do. And Jesus did. What the Lord commanded him to do. Which is of her grace. In John 8. 4 to 5. They said to him. Teacher this woman was caught in adultery. In the very act. Now Moses In the law commanded us. That such should be stoned. But what do you say? And Jesus said. Let him. Who has not sinned. Cast the first stone. First stone. Who among us have not sinned? But here was a woman. At Jesus' feet. With the only person that can condemn her. And he said to her. Woman I don't condemn you. But no more. Go. He said go. This is who Jesus is. He is our Messiah. He is our Christ. He is our hope. While the law condemns. He gives us grace. This woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Yet she found refuge in the grace that Christ offered. And this is what I want you to do. Jesus did not condemn you. Or he did not come to condemn you. But to reconcile you. To set you right with God. And this is not done by human hands, but by God himself. But the human heart has has to submit to God, working in us, in a process called sanctification. This is done by God. What do we as humans do? We have a community of believers. Believers. Where we help each other. Iron sharpens iron. Help each other to find faith in Christ. And that Christ offers us divinity. Whereas this community offers true humanity. Both should happen naturally. I know I rhyme. And each time I rhyme I say it's mine. Yes. Yes, this is mine, but what I want you to understand is what is happening is not spooky. This process, this sanctification, this understanding of what Christ did should be clear to all of us so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, to the holy of holies, where in the Old Testament, only one person, the high priest, could go that two once a year. We're going to study about that today. This is called the Day of Atonement. But Jesus is an atoning sacrifice. And through his sacrifice, we have received the Holy Spirit. Those who believe in Jesus, who are reconciled to God, are given the privilege of being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that we are. So let's welcome him to our midst. Hallelujah. This week, we're going to study about the Day of Atonement and the Blood of Atonement. That is in Leviticus chapter 16 and Leviticus chapter 17. Last week, we studied about the sacrifices in Leviticus 1 through 5. If you want to read the whole book, that is up to you. And I suggest that you do, that you read the book of Leviticus, as I say it. It is Leviticus. But today, we are going to have a friend with us. His name is Zadok. This is not Zadok. That was the high priest that was at the time of David and Solomon. This is an imaginary person. He can be Renjith. Actually, he cannot be Renjith who is celebrating his birthday today. Why is that? Because Ranjit is a Malayali. And Zadok has to be an Israelite. And not only that, he has to be a Levite. And he has to be the high priest. That is the old covenant. So it matters who we are in that. And Zadok, totally imaginary, but for you to understand, for you to learn, was a high priest. And in this situation, the Messiah, that is Jesus Christ, had not come yet. And he had just woken up. And this was a special day. This was known as the Day of Atonement. He had to go traverse behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies. This was a risky thing because if he had done something wrong and he went there, he would be dead. So this was a special day, a day that was marked out, the day set apart for the Lord. It was the day that he would go into the Holy of Holies, the day of atonement. And this was This Holy of Holies was entered once a year by the high priest. And the high priest only. And this is where the ark was kept. If you want to study more about the tabernacle and how it uh, is placed and all the furniture in it, read my teaching on that. But here, he had to do this alone. No one was even allowed to help him or assist him in this, in this preparation. So before he went into the ark, he had to offer a sin offering and a burn offering for himself for the things that he has done. Things he has done intentionally and the things that he did not know that he himself has done by way of transgression. He has to offer that sacrifice to God, meaning set himself right with God. Not only that, he had to lay his robes of beauty and glory aside and bathe himself and put on linen garments. I'm not going to get into this, but if you read the structure of the clothing in heaven, you and I as believers are given garments of righteousness. That means when we have our garments of salvation, that means if you you and I are saved, then we are naturally given these garments. But on top of these garments... If you read the book of Isaiah, there are robes, robes of righteousness, robes that are decorated. But here, he had to lay aside his divinity or his robes of beauty and glory and put on the linen garments before he did the sacrifice. We read that in Philippians 2.7 seven. About Jesus Christ. Says but he made himself. Of no reputation. That is what Jesus did. Taking the form of a bond servant. And coming in the likeness of men. Keep Sardar in mind. Remember Sardar. Not Bibin, Not Ranjith. Yes. But Sardar. And he was high priest. He had to go into the Holy of Holies. Today was the day of atonement. Not today as in this day, but in my story. Yeah, You understand. And, and that's what he had to do alone by himself. He not only had to make sin offering and a burnt offering for himself and his family, but for the Israel. And when he entered the Holy of he had to be pure at the risk of his life. And not only that, he had to lay aside his robes of beauty and glory and put on linen garments. And we read that Jesus made himself of no reputation. Keep this in mind. The reason I'm teaching this way is so that you understand properly what the book of Leviticus and other things in the Bible says. Some people may find reading through the whole thing boring but it's not boring, it is what God has ordained. It is so Difficult for me to refrain from going into scriptures And into details But that's what I will do During our Bible study But this being Sunday This being more of preaching I'm going to continue with this story Hallelujah Remember Zadok Not Babin, Not Ranjit But Zadok yes Zadok Don't look at me funny yeah Zadok had no idea what all the sins committed by his household were. He knew that he could not approach a holy God with presumptuous sins and unknown sins. So he had to make a sacrifice, an atonement for himself and his house. In meaning, the priest had to be pure and then once he is pure then he had to pick two goats to be sacrificed the other to be sent out and the one that is sent out is known as a scapegoat where all the sins are laid on that goat one would be sacrificed that means this would an appeasement or a pleasing or setting right with God remember of the people of Israel and which goat was set free was determined by casting of lots so how does this typify Jesus well first of all he was sinless Totally sinless. So he didn't have to purify himself. In Hebrews 7.27 he says. He, who he. That is talking about Jesus. Does not need to daily purify himself. As the high priest to, to offer up sacrifices. Two goats. Remember Barabbas. He was a criminal. In Matthew twenty-seven. 17 to 18 it says therefore when they had gathered together Pilate said to them whom do you want me to release to you Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ for he knew they handed him over because of envy because of jealousy I'm not going to go into this much and I'm I'm not going to Definitely teach you this as a doctrine, but understand that Barabbas, who was guilty, was set free and Jesus went to the cross. The reason for using two goats is that it's physically impossible to combine all the features that had to be set forth in the sin offering in one animal. Like I said, one was to appease God, the other was for the sins of Israel. In Hebrews 9.28, it says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. In Hebrews 9.14, it says, that how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from debt work to serve the living God. The reason I highlighted that says cleanse your conscience. That means there's something more happening here. In the old testament, in the law, only what was outside was purified. Here your conscience is also cleansed. Therefore your conscience matters to God. Your, mat- your motives matter to God. Christ died not only for you. The blood of Christ speaks not only for your sins. But for your conscience also. This has to be cleansed. By the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. This. Is the reason why you had two goats. Remember, first of all, the priest had to make sure he was right with God. He was totally sinless and he had to offer all sacrifice. Christ didn't do that because he was sinless. But he offered himself, he was the Lamb of God, as a sacrifice to, for the people and something to appease God with. So God is no longer angry with us because when he looks at us, he sees the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember Sadok and the two goats? Well, it was not so good if you were one of the two goats or both the goats and you were picked here. But after the choice had been made by Lot, Lot is not the person. It's like uh, uh, picking off, it's like saying any, many, many, more. So, (laughs) but by Lot... Sadoc was to kill the sin offering for himself and for his house. I spoke about this earlier. And in case you don't understand or you misunderstand what I have said, read the book of Leviticus and you will know what is real and what the scripture says. There's this person called Sadoc is imaginary, but there is a person called Aaron. And that is what Leviticus 16 is talking about, yes? About Aaron, the high priest initially, and Aaron, um, I mean, Sadok is a descendant of all that, but uh, we, we, we're not uh, talking about all that, yes? But we remember, Sarok picked the goat that was to be sacrificed or killed for the sin offering for himself and his house, by lot. After this he was to take the burning coals of fire from the altar and then he was to go into the Holy of Holies where this cloud of incense was even there occupying the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was and he had to be very careful According to Leviticus 16, chapter uh, verses 12 and 13, it says, lest he die. So on his life at stake, with his life at stake, he had to be very careful. So this was not a casual affair, this is a serious affair. So he did some more things in the Holy of Holies, you can read all about it in uh, the book of Leviticus, especially chapter 16 and 17, which I'm talking about today. Like uh, sprinkling the blood with his finger on the mercy seat and seven times and all that, yes. Then, the goat for sin offering for the people was killed and the blood sprinkled. So, this... Goat for the sin offering for the people. Our sin bearer is Christ. This we find in Isaiah 53. Where he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And in Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us. Jesus Christ is our sin bearer. And after having made atonement by the blood of the sin offering, he bought the living goat before God. The sins of the congregation were then symbolically transferred to this goat by the laying on of hands. In other words, the goat would stand there and the high priest would transfer symbolically the sins of the people into that goat. This goat, laden with the sins of the people, was then led away by the hand of a qualified man into the wilderness. And this is known as a scapegoat. And this scapegoat is a type of Christ and is a type of Christ's death. In two Corinthians five twenty one it says for God made him that is Christ who knew no sin to be sin for us that he might become the righteousness of God in him. In Romans four twenty five it says who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised for our justification. So you had the sins of the people in that scapegoat. And the scapegoat went into wilderness. I taught you about this. Who was in the wilderness and how Jesus was led into the wilderness. I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So. One, the priest had to be right before God. Two, a sacrifice has to be made for the people's sins to appease God. And three, the sins of the people are put on a goat. And this goat is sent away into wilderness. You understand the importance of this. This was a big day for this imaginary person called Zadok. But in Leviticus 16 as I said. Aaron was the high priest. He could go home after that. But the next day of atonement was next year. In other words once a year. There would be a day of atonement. For all the sins of Israel. Then this pattern would continue until the Lamb of God, until the Messiah, that is Christ, would come and be the Lamb of God. For it was meant to continue. This was what was ordained by God to continue. Remember, Jesus is our High Priest. We're going to study more about the blood of Jesus right after this time of worship. We are going to talk about the blood of atonement. Why is this blood important? One of the reasons I didn't become a doctor. Was to avoid this thing called blood. But. I find as a pastor we have to deal with the blood. But. Thank God it is the blood of Jesus. But in Leviticus 17. 11 it says. For the life of. Of the flesh is in the blood And I have given it to you upon the altar To make atonement for your souls For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul Says the Lord So the life of the flesh is in the blood That means without blood There is no life as we know it Remember we are talking about Jesus and his blood And how it applies to us in the new covenant. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It is the basis of the covenant with God that Jesus made. It obtains remission. Like I said, there are a lot of scriptures but i want to tell you what this blood does this blood of jesus obtains our sanctification for example in Ma- in hebrews 9 13 to 15 in verse 13 it says for the bl- for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer the sprinkling of the unclean sanctifies the pure sanct- sanctifies For the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? We're talking about the blood of Jesus, it cleanses us and it obtains our redemption. We have been redeemed through his blood. In Ephesians 1.7, we read that. It is God's propitiation, that is, his conciliation, his appeasement. See, in Romans 3.25, it says, whom, that is, talking about Christ, whom God has set forth as a propitiation or a conciliation by his blood. So the blood satisfied God. is no longer angry with us. It is our peace, I'm talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. In Colossians 1.20, He's having made peace through the blood of His cross. And Christ's death brings reconciliation with God. Romans 5.10, it says, we, For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Through the death of His Son, Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So, his death brings us reconciliation. That means we who were once put apart, remember, at the Tower of Babel, God abandoned us, we have been adopted back into his family through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ obtains victory. In Revelation twelve eleven it says, "They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life to the death." To the death. In Romans five nine it says, "Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him." That means through Christ, the judgment is appointed for man to die once and then there is judgment. In that judgment, we are saved from wrath because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood speaks for us. And remember, through that blood, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we enter into the Holy of Holies. Boldly. We don't need to be afraid because it is no longer our righteousness but God's own righteousness. In Hebrews 10, verse 19, it says, Therefore, brethren, having the boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us through the veil. That is his flesh. That means we don't need to worry about our life and death. We could have sinned, but if we confess our sins, he's able to forgive. And the blood of Jesus speaks for us. Understand this clearly and carefully. And if you don't understand this, go through this recording again or go through what I'm teaching in the Bible study. Where it is more in depth, or better yet, read the book of Leviticus and understand who Christ is and what he has done for you. But we go into the Holy of Holies now to meet with God. Why? To fellowship with him. Jesus reconciled us so that we can have fellowship. With God, our Father in heaven. And what cleanses us daily is the Holy Spirit. He helped us overcome the world and the sin of the world. Now you're beginning to understand that there is nothing spooky in the Bible. And the Holy Spirit cleanses us. And with that cleansing. We are able to go boldly. Into the Holy of Holies. By the reconciliatory work. Done by Jesus Christ. So we can approach God our Father. So that is why. It is important to be filled. With the Holy Spirit. Those who are. Led by the spirit. Who walk according to the spirit. Are not condemned. Even though they, the righteous may fall. Seven times he gets up. And those who are led by the spirit. Are the sons of God. So it is to have. Fellowship with God. For God to talk to us. To commune with us. That. It's the reconciliation done by Jesus Christ. Some of the words is difficult for me to say after the stroke, but you understand what I mean. If there are doubts or questions, ask me. But today we have studied about the Day of Atonement through the story that I told you about Shadok. Yes, remember Sadok, not Biban or Rendith. Shadok, the high priest, yes. And the blood of atonement. That is the blood of Jesus Christ in the new covenant. God willing, next week we'll study about the feast that God has ordained. How Jesus is our Kingsman, Redeemer. We study that in the book of Ruth. How he is our great high priest. More on that. But I hope this much is clear. And if there are any doubts or any questions, ask me about them. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, thanking you for all the things that you have taught us. Let the word bear fruit in us a hundredfold. Thank you for everything that you're doing. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And the church said, Amen. May the love of God the Father, the fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ, and the sweet companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you as you go out, seek and save them that are lost. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you were blessed with our Sunday sermon from the coaching
1: lampstand. See you next week. God bless you.